Welcome to the Biz Bros oh, yeah. Podcast. Here. It's a beautiful day here yes. in Central Oregon. We've got energy. We're excited. Oh, we yeah. have an awesome guest today. Um, and we're going to really be diving into, well, it's going to be good. I, I don't want to ruin it. It's going to be a good combo. We had a great uh, pre-combo with him um, a few months back. Like we were saying before the show, I feel like it's been forever since we've talked, but it's going to be a really good show. Lots we're of energy, here. lots of laughs. So we're looking forward to it. Before we get started, though, we want to shout out to our sponsor, Altitude Everything Latte, Oat Milk, CBD, Superfoods, Rishi Chaga Mushrooms, all types of good stuff. And it's cold brew, nitro cold brew, 30 milligrams of CBD. If you want to feel good, you want to feel energized, and you want to feel just elevated, elevated and focused, get yourself top of the peak. Get yourself some Altitude Everything Latte. Go to AltitudeBev.com and get this in your body. It is amazing. We love it. This is how we're fueled every day. So without further ado, let's roll that intro. What's going on? Welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. My name's Kyle Nelson. I've got my great co-host and good friend here, Mr. Eli Lynn. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. It's the episode, man. Today, man. Absolutely. We're really Can't excited wait. for this episode. We've got a great yep. Absolutely. Number two, clear, simple Why? images. Amazon seller. The first thing that I follow about in this article is really looking for that initial question. You need to be thinking about product photography and video production. All right, today we have Matt Wards, who sold his digital marketing agency in 2018 so that he could focus more on helping businesses get more word-of-mouth referrals. His book, More Word-of-Mouth Referrals, Lifelong Customers and Raving Fans, focuses on building stronger relationships and how we can use that to connect with others. Matt's philosophy in business and in life is building strong relationships. Professional member of the National Speaker Association, 40 Under 40 recipient, and Chamber Small Business Owner of the Year, let's welcome Mr. Matt Ward to the podcast. What's welcome, going Matt. on, guys? Hey, how are you? Good. Fantastic. Can't complain. You know, yeah, I have okay. to tell you, it's been a hot minute, a long time yeah, yeah, for me to be on this show. And I have to tell you that in my prep work for that, I've been working on my beard. Let's now, go. I there have to go. tell you, um, it doesn't grow fast. So it's been months and months yeah. just to get to this point. So wow. if you're watching the video, wow. it's, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. <laughs> I don't qualify as Santa Claus. It doesn't grow that long or that fast. Love it. But the pro of that is that I don't have to shave a lot. It's nice. It works out good. Yeah, it's like Wolverine and you know what I mean? Four o'clock shadow. I do have a mirrored right now. Is that an Oregon thing or what? Yeah, it is. You know, I mean, we, yeah, mountain man over here in Central Oregon. Vest, Oregon's. beard. It's true. It's funny. It's, yeah. <laughs> well, glass, half full, glass half full, Matt, as we did the show. It took a, you know, we took a while to actually get you on the show. So otherwise, I mean, you'd, you'd have a baby face. So, oh, yeah, for I mean, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. yeah. Awesome, man. Well, Matt, welcome, man. Let, let's learn a little bit about you and how you got into speaking and writing this mm. book and the word of mouth of, you know, of referrals and, and kind of how this digital agency sale happened and all, all that fun stuff. How did you get to where you are today? So in, um, oh, wow, going way back. Jeez, I guess Labor, Labor Day in 1997, I sold my car on the street of Washington, D.C. for 50 bucks. I moved to Massachusetts wow. and then started over and that's all I had in my pocket. Wow. And I worked in a mailroom at an insurance company, 
worked my way up into their IT department doing testing of, of some software that they had internally at this insurance company. And then I ended up at a, uh, a software company in New Hampshire that um, we were, I was testing secure and encrypted desktop faxing solutions and email and hmm. uh, got through two rounds of layoffs and then I got laid off. And luckily I had this side hustle going on that was this little part-time web thing that I had started all cool. because I had volunteered for a Pop Warner football program. I was a coach, I was on the board. Nice. I said, hey, we should get one of these things called a website. This is in 1999. Wow. And, uh, nice. They said, that's a great idea, Matt. You should go build it. <laughs> oh, did I just get voluntold? Signed yourself up yeah. for that one. Done that a few times. So I found somebody else to build the website because I had no idea what I was doing. Right. And uh, they, they, it was a coworker at that at that uh, software company. Nice. And uh, and so then my first paying client was a, a competitive team in our league that hired me for five hundred bucks, and I outsourced that one. And then I was like off and running. I had a side hustle. Then I get laid off in um, two thousand and three, okay. and I did a short stint as a contractor for the search engine Lycos.com. Okay. And uh, they're still around, but. Just hanging on, I think. Yeah, <laughs> so I did about a year yeah, there as a contractor testing their website and learned a lot about the pay-per-click business because that's okay. the project I was on. I was working with Google, MSN, and Yahoo at the time. And uh, started running pay-per-click ads for my web wow. company. Right. And next thing you know, I had a web company in January of 2005 and uh, hired my first employee the next month, and I never looked back. And wow. so I, cool. I have to tell you, I had no idea what I was doing. No, <laughs> no clue. I, uh, I didn't know what payroll was and taxes withholding and insurance yeah. and any business insurance. I had no concept of any of this stuff. And uh, I just kind of piecemealed it together. I got involved in local business networking groups in the chamber and just started uh, meeting people. And that's when I realized that the relationship, the power of the relationship was right. massively important in a service-based business. And, um, that's that's how I got to where I got, and then and then my account at the time, Bob uh, told me I should read the E Myth by Michael Gerber, mm -hmm. and I read it. I was moved by it. I'm like, that's exactly what I want to do. And so the next month, I started replacing myself and all the tasks I was doing, and got to the point where I was running a company instead of actually trying to code. I was a self taught mm -hmm. coder. I didn't know what I was yeah. doing, and uh, eventually, it just it just grew from there. We made it through. The downturn of 2008, which was really tough, uh, mm -hmm. and and then in 2010, I kind of pivoted to more uh, maintenance, hosting, and recurring revenue model mm -hmm. because I felt like that's where the business of websites was going to be going. And then we started specializing in just WordPress sites, and um, and then eventually, uh, you know, in 2016, I read the book Profit First by Mike Michalowicz, which is about focusing on the profit in your company. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I implemented it in 2017, made more profit than I'd ever made in okay. my life before. <laughs> and I sold it in 2018 to one of my employees and walked away and became a professional speaker. That is so cool. What a story, man. Started with a with a with a car, $50, 50 dollars car. Pocket. So e either either the person that you sold it to got a smashing dealer or this was just a total beater. <laughs> what 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 was it, man? I mean, what kind of car are we um, talking about? 50 bucks. Oh, the, oh, it was a total beater. I was outside okay. of a junkyard. It was a <laughs> You don't even know. <laughs> So I've been a big guy all my life, right? Okay, I, okay. And I graduated high school weighing 230 pounds. I played <laughs> offensive and defensive line. Okay, you know, right. I'm like 350 now. I'm a, I've been a big guy. That car 
was a like 1987 VW Rabbit. Oh man, the rabbits! Wow. So wow. think, picture in your mind right now yeah, the clown car and all the car, yeah. clowns getting out of the car, right? Mm -hmm. Now just mm -hmm. picture a small brown VW VW Rabbit with one person in it. Oh, that's that awesome. It looks like the entire car is full of clowns because I'm so big that you had to peel me out of that car. So I take it to the junkyard. I started 500 bucks. No one wants to buy it. Yep. Yep. Wow. Eventually, I got to get moving. I got to get driving to Massachusetts. My my soon-to-be brother-in-law is, is there with his truck, and we're towing a trailer, a U-Haul trailer. And uh, I just kept dropping the price until somebody at the junkyard borrowed for 50 bucks. That's awesome. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. But, you know, look, I, so I grew up poor. I came from nothing. And, and so for me to have any kind of success in anything is just a, a, a an amazing thing I'm, I'm the youngest of three boys the first to graduate high school and the only one not to go to prison and um what most people don't know guys is that milton hershey the guy that created the chocolate bar couldn't have kids and so in 1909 he put his entire fortune into a trust fund and built a school for orphan boys in hershey pennsylvania wow. now there's orphan boys and orphan girls that go there and i went to that school and that school changed my life wow and so if you look on the back of any hershey chocolate bar you'll see a logo hmm. that you can look up and learn more about the school but most people have no idea that the school exists right that kids go there for free that you wow. get college education and tuition up to ninety thousand dollars when you graduate um wow. but what it did for me was set me on a path of of being able to figure anything out. When you live in a boarding school with 16 other boys in the same home and a married couple that's called your house parents, you have to figure stuff out on your own. Yeah, I can imagine. And so that is the one of the most important things I took away from that experience was really just the ability to adapt, think on my feet, have more street yeah. smarts than the average person. Somebody once said to me about common sense, they said, do you think maybe that you might have a little bit more common sense than the average person? I was like, no, 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 that's not even possible. And they're like, no, you do. And I think it's just because of the street smart stuff right? Uh, of how to adapt and how to make it work. If you told me today that I couldn't buy that house on the corner of the street that you're pointing at, I'd figure mm -hmm. out how to buy it. Yeah. Awesome. That's so cool. I love that. Well, what a story. Thanks for going into that. Yeah. Appreciate the, the honesty there. Maybe that was cool. To touch a little bit into your speaking in your book. Mm. Kind of what's your main focus and goal yep. is with that. Yeah. Your... So so for me, I, I got the speaking bug when I was uh partnering with as the web agency with Constant Contact Email Marketing. I was the number three partner in the country. I was going out to chambers Whoa. and teaching people how to do email marketing. And I was doing speaking for business development. I wasn't paid to speak. Mm -hmm. So when I sold the business, I, I realized that that's what I wanted to do. And I wanted to teach people how to build these relationships, which is how I really got to the point of all yeah, the right. referrals I was ever getting. And, uh, and I just, you know, I was speaking at conferences in, t in 2019. I did 35, 36 gigs around the country. Wow. And that's a lot. COVID hit. And uh, the last one I did in person was March 7th of 2020 in Columbus, Ohio. Man, you're ready to get back out there. Yeah, you're. you're oh, yeah. I mean, I'm traveling now, but there's not a lot of conferences right now. And right. so we continue to, to, to beat down the door for that. Um, a lot of the stuff that I had in 2020 either canceled, rescheduled, right. moved out. There was a lot of movement in that. Yeah. Some stuff came back and then got canceled again. So I do I do a lot of coaching now, but, uh, you know, the 
the whole concept around this is is really how do we teach people how to get referrals without actually asking because that's what right. they're trying to do they're trying to ask their clients clients don't have referrals for you they don't want to share yeah. you with other people yep yep it's the reality mm -hmm. uh so it's about building relationships with great referral sources people who are in a position to refer you on a regular basis so if you're a web designer you're going to talk to an it company because mm -hmm. people right. are going to go to the it company thinking they do websites mm -hmm. and then those people are going to feed a web company you know a photographer if you don't do video then you talk to the video person you talk to the marketing strategist you talk to the marketing agency you talk to a web developer who isn't doing any photography or video so these are the things that you have to think about is who's 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 also touching the same economic buyer that you are and then start building really meaningful relationships to the point where you don't just know like and trust them but you know like trust and care about them which is the core component of how you get referrals wow i think it's great i mean we've got two topics here yeah i think i think we i think we should jump into getting more word of mouth refer well, well, oh we've got that? a camera one a second you can still hear us right yeah cool just give us a sec on the camera it's probably dead oh yeah but now it's going to be all i think you just go into the normal cam ladies and gentlemen we're currently in an intermission please stand by while i entertain you until the camera comes out I'll just use this camera instead. There we go. All righty. Uh, hey, welcome to our two-camera shoot. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll jump back in. Three, two, one. So, yeah, I think we should kind of jump back into, um, you know, more word-of-mouth referrals and how we develop lifelong customers and raving fans. I think raving fans mm. is, is a really big I thing. Having that. people that will speak on your behalf and almost as a cheerleader for your company, right? So yeah. let's dive into that. How do you kind of go from, mm. hey, I met you at this chamber to, hey, I'm doing yeah. work with you and then getting them to actually be a lifelong customer and you know, actually word of mouth for your company. So first of all, I think you wanna separate the two, right? So lifelong customers and raving fans are two different people. Lifelong right. customers are the people that stay with you because you over-delivered. That's the number one core tenant in the four pillar framework that I wrote about in the book. If you over-deliver, and that's not under promise, and over deliver it's just over deliver it's about understanding the expectations of your client and then over delivering if you said you'd have the project to them on friday then you get it to them on thursday yep. if you hand if you're in the business of um you know uh, widgets you know like that the the drink that you have there the sponsor mm -hmm. drink mm -hmm. you know how are you delivering that right to the consumer in a packaged way that surprises them right Ooh. Ooh, yeah. so there's a lot of different ways you can do that, but you have to be unique and different and think it through. And it's not mm -hmm. difficult. It just takes a little bit of thought. So that's how you create lifelong customers. You okay. over deliver. The raving yeah. fan part it, is not tied to the customer base at all. Mm -hmm. That's tied to your contacts. And that's a big difference because the majority of people that will actually refer you are not customers not customers no, yeah it's always they're those people in a position to refer on a regular basis and you know example realtor mortgage provider they're not gonna yeah they're not probably doing business together themselves yeah. but they're referring each other because they're in the same space right mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. when when i was in the web industry 
I mean, how many times did I need to fix or have outsourced IT on my computers when we're very techy, we could do that ourselves. Right. But a lot of our customers are not. And so when they're struggling, like we could handle their email to a certain degree, but when they're talking about Outlook and they're talking about backups, we don't do any of that stuff. You need to call Bob Jones. You need to right. call Jane mm. Doe. She's got a great company. Give her a call. I'll make the introduction. Let's get you all fixed up yeah. that way. That's how the referral piece comes. So when you meet someone at the chamber, you should not be looking at them as a customer ever. Right. You should be looking right. at them as a potential referral partner or a step to your potential referral partner. And the way you build the raving fans is you have coffee. You stay in touch. You're right. uh, more yeah. uh, present than anyone else in your business. I'd like <laughs> to say it like this, guys. It's really simple. And you're and you're you're in the Northwest, so you get this. How do you outrun a bear? Kick him so I can run faster. <laughs> there you go. You don't. You outrun your friend. Yeah. Exactly. And how do you outrun your competition? You that's how you win in business, is you just simply mm. stay in touch more than the next person. If Good, you're gonna like buy that. a billboard, what's the point? Top of mind awareness, right? Mm -hmm. What if I mm -hmm. just wrote you a handwritten card? Wouldn't I be top of mind? Mm. It's, it's a really good point. If you spend the time and, and resources and, and and really getting in front of those people and like staying connected, that's huge. Staying connected, I think, is the biggest. I think. I mean, I send emails all the time. Say, hey, yeah. just checking in. How are you? How's business? Yep. You're constantly. I mean, that, that's pretty much what we do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like just constantly dropping in people's inboxes, giving them coffees. When can we get coffee? When can we get beer? Like whatever it is. Um. Yeah, I it's think powerful. It, it's very powerful. And yeah, I appreciate it. Here's a really good, I'll call it a hack. Some people like that word. When okay. you do this touch point, I call them touch points. When you do this touch point, mm -hmm. use the term, I just, I was thinking of you or I just thought of you. Mm. I like that. That's cool. Hey, I was That's driving cool. down the road today and I was thinking about you. Did you want to get together for a beer? Mm -hmm. I love that. That is cool. Uh, it's a good opening. Thought of me. Yeah, and I you to buy me a beer. Yeah, oh, yeah. So wow. special. Send, yeah, I mean, who wouldn't say yes, right? Like, oh wow, like I do. I mean, I agree. Yeah, I heard something a long time ago in college that a um, a five dollar cup of coffee or five dollar beer, if that way, is so valuable. Um, and the return on investment on that, and we've seen it in our business. We we buy people coffee and beer, spend five bucks on them, and they come back and drop these big orders. Again, that that's looking at them as a customer, um, but they. But they have turned into fans for us, or referral partners, right. or yeah, mm -hmm. that's cool. That's really cool. What are some other? Um, uh, I'm I'm kind of curious. I mean, we have another topic too, but uh, I'm curious to see like other tactics and hacks that you might I have. I got one for you. Yeah. I got one for you. I tell this one on stage all the time. Come on. I, I had a podcast years ago. Okay. It, um, it was called the SPRH podcast. My good buddy Dan Kendall and I, and we were helping people take massive action. We had. Shannon the Cannon Hudson, who's the founder of Nine Round Fitness Franchise. It's like Curse for Women, wow. but this is boxing. Mm, and he I went from that. zero to 100 in three months. And so he comes on. We were at the time recording on Skype. And he says, uh, this thing fitness and that thing fitness and this thing. And I said, about three minutes in, I said, Shannon, you've said fitness a lot. Now, you can't see me on Skype. But I'm a pretty big dude. I'm like <laughs> 350. Right. Fitness yeah. doesn't really fit in my vocabulary. Unless I'm fitting this whole pizza in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a good laugh. The podcast drops. I call Domino's in Greenville, South Carolina. 
<laughs> and I tell the person on the phone, I want to have a pizza delivered to the Nine Round yeah. headquarters. And inside the box, I want you to write, thanks for coming on the podcast. I hope you fit in this pizza in your mouth. The girl oh. takes a picture of it, texts it to me. That's I awesome. pay for the pizza. I have no idea if they like the pizza. I have no idea if they got the pizza. Yep. I don't even care. Shannon has never bought anything from me, and he's never referred anything from me to me. But that doesn't matter because I cared. It was fun. And one of the core tenets of getting referrals is surprise. How are you surprising people? How are you making an impact? Are you listening? That's, that's another one. So we have four pillars. It's over-delivery, over listening surprise and non-self-serving act hmm, that's good so all of those hit right i over delivered when i dropped the podcast i listened basically to what the conversation was at the time we were doing it i surprised him with the pizza and it was a non-self-serving act what am i going to get out of him eating right. a pizza <laughs> maybe another social media hit or something right yeah yeah but as it turns out now the picture and the story went into my keynote and people love it. It's a great line I drop on stage about fitness whole pizza in my mouth. And they can see me and they know I'm yeah. fitting one or two whole pizzas in my mouth. So Yeah, no, that's good. Right. Little so things like know. that are how you pay attention yeah. and how you make an impact. It, it's almost like a surprise for yourself, right? I mean, yes. like, it's... Yeah. I agree. I think... Did you have... Um, I think it's kind of a paradigm shift in how we build relationships as, as business people. Um, I think we're kind of being ruined by impatience, a lot of these different things that are coming out. But I think the things that you're saying and the things that we believe in are the longer tail approach to relationships and how those can be around for a lot longer than just a quick transactional type of relationship. Um, doing things like that, um, checking in on their kids, like sending them things. Um, we had a we had a guest on the show. Um, they have a company called Sendoso. Pretty much they send off um, you can plug it into your CRM and you can shoot them gifts, personalized gifts. Anything from luggage anything. to champagne to exactly. Like and he gift gives cards. <clears throat> a couple examples from like a sales rep perspective is your client has a baby, fire them off a bottle of champagne, like things like that. And those are relationship building long-term tactics, and they're gonna be totally raving fans for the company after that. So what what I'm saying is I think the long-term approach, I think, is this mind sh shift that we need to kind of go back to. Um, people love and, and the reason we have to do that is because as humans we love to buy aka Amazon Consume. but we absolutely despise being sold to oh, aka yeah. the LinkedIn pitch slap <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. we hate that we don't yeah. like cold calls we don't like spammers or whatever we call them True. coming into our email box or any of that stuff and so we get all uptight about that right? which is fair because it's and that's why also asking for referrals doesn't work because now you're, I'm asking you for access to your contact database so that I can sell them something and you will never give me that access. Totally. So that's why playing the long game always works better. It's 100%. just the patience point that you're, you mentioned that we mm -hmm. have to get out of our head and be okay with. And that that's the juxtaposition because we have to make sales to live. Totally. That's a problem. And if we work for someone, oftentimes there's numbers involved, goals and, and, and performance related issues. So that becomes a stressor too. So what I often tell people is when you work for someone, do what they tell you to do from nine to five every day, five days a week for two mm -hmm. years. Do what I tell you to do after hours and on weekends for mm -hmm. two years. And after two years, you'll never have to do 
what they tell you to do every game. Oh, that's good. Love that. I like that a lot. Love it, love it. I got a question. Um, if a company, I know that sales drive a lot of it. If a company is going to launch an email um, program or an outreach program, like a sequence of, of emails, what would you recommend in that first email um, to get them? Like uh, cold emails? Uh, yeah, like cold, yeah. Cold, kind of cold emails. And I'm not sure if this is kind of up your realm, but I want to think of it, I want the audience to kind of think of it more from a relationship standpoint. What does that subject line look like? And what does that email look oh, yeah. like versus not selling them? Because um, yeah, you said so the cold, hard LinkedIn pitch. What does that look gotta like? It's got to be a relationship email? building technique in there. It's got to be the subject line's got to have personal, personal identifying information. It's got to have their first name. They're not going to open it if it doesn't have their first name and they don't know who you are. But also, a lot of the people who are doing the funnel building systems and all of those things have done this already. So mm -hmm. you need to have a subject line that is incredibly specific and creates curiosity to get people to open it. Otherwise, the open rates aren't going to be. I mean, open rates run around 20 percent, 18, 17, 18, 19, 20 percent. Mm -hmm. If you're getting higher than 20 percent on an open rate, you're doing really, really well. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's the personalization. If you have other data points that you can get into the subject line. So, for instance, just to say you sold sports apparel. Okay. Okay. And you could filter your list by um, first name, only pull those records with a first name and Ohio State Buckeyes. Now mm -hmm. in the subject line, you can say, you know, hey, Kyle, this is the perfect OSU hoodie for you. Boom. Right. Now you're going to get more of an open rate. Yeah. Um, but when you're thinking of like a business coach or something like that, it's going to be a lot harder. The products will sell via email. Services never do. Yeah, it's a they hard just, It's all relationship-based. And so what I, I look, it's, it's great to inform people via email. But here's really where the rubber meets the road. Pick up the phone and call them. You have a relationship with these people. If you want to use the data from the email to see who opened it and clicked on stuff and call those people first, then fine. But call people. People will buy when you call on the products and services that you offer, but they're rarely going to buy from an e a direct email. Email right. is often just more informational purposes these days. I agree. I agree. Yeah. How was the, did you, I'm, I'm just going to keep oh, running here. I, um, <clears throat> we had a really cool podcast before this in the morning talking about creativity and how entrepreneurs are very creative and they kind of got to think outside the box during COVID. Um, I'm definitely more of an in-person in kind of meeting guy, beers, coffee, golf, whatever it might be. Um, what was the influence on COVID not, and what are some creative ways that you saw getting around that from a relational standpoint? Does that make sense? It's good. Instead I think, of, like, I think we had to transition it. to Zoom, which was a okay. big thing. And then the handwritten card powers behind that. Okay. So I, the, one of the questions I would often get is, A, how do I get them on Zoom? Because they're not mm -hmm. used to that. And B, how do I mail them something when they're not in the office? So two quick answers. Number one, um, earlier on, it was harder on Zoom. Now it's not so hard. Yeah. So you, you, can, you can just ask them, hey, do you have 15, 20 minutes for a quick mm -hmm. video chat? And then they'll jump cool. on. So totally. it's pretty common now. The second thing is the, the mailing address. Two things happened with that. First of all, what I was coaching people on was simply ask, hey, I don't have all your contact information. What is the best mailing address for you? Mm. Best mailing address. Yeah, yeah. People are very concerned about their home address yeah. being out there. 
Totally. Also, now we're so deep into this that companies have figured out how to get the mail to their employees. Yeah. So yeah. If they work at a company, there's a process there. It might just take a little bit more time, but there's a process there. In my case, um, because I move around a lot between you know Florida and Massachusetts, and also I, I like to travel, I, I transitioned when pan- ten- the pandemic hit to a mail forwarding service. Mm. So now you send something to the mail forwarding service and they, they scan it. They take a picture of it and they send it to me through an app. And then I decide if I want them to open it or forward it. And so mm. all the junk mail goes there and they just throw it away. Handwritten cards will go there and then I can have them open it or forward it. Um, some checks can go there. Packages can go there mm-hmm. and all that can be forwarded. And so if, it doesn't matter what state I'm in. I can have it forwarded right. to me. If I was out hanging out in Oregon for three weeks, I got yep. my mail sent out there from my mail forwarding company. And so, you know, there was a rise of that, I believe, since the pandemic, because A, people were working from home. B, people got laid off and started companies. And then there's the great resignation where people are doing their own thing. So, you know, we're all figuring it out. We, when it all oh, hit, we were yeah. like, oh, my God, what are we yeah. going to do? Totally. And there's totally. companies that made a lot more money during the pandemic than they ever made before. Mm-hmm. Yep. hundred <laughs> percent. Awesome, Matt. Well, as we wrap things up, uh, if there's one thing that you hope that you're leaving that is inspiring our guests, what would, or excuse me, our listeners, what would that be? At the end of the day, you got to care about people. Mm-hmm. You got to care mm-hmm. about people. And, and to what level you do that is up to you. If you do it to get referrals, people will see through that. Mm-hmm. But if you care about other people, they will, in fact, care about you. And mm. I always love to say, like all my videos on YouTube that I put out every week, don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five. Nice. Oh, oh yeah. I'm all about that. Well, Matt, awesome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Where can they find you if they want to get connected? Absolutely. It's Matt Ward, W-A-R-D-Speaks.com on every platform out there, all the social media, things like that. I'm Matt Ward Speaks. And um, they can find me. My books are on Amazon, um, the word of mouth referral book. The book that came out in 2021 is called The High Five Effect, How to Do Business with People Who Bring You Joy. So there's a lot going on there. And, um, and it's on Amazon and it's on Matt Ward Speaks. Amazing. Nice. We will definitely pick up. I want to pick up the High Five Effect. I do too. I do too. I want to get that. Well, Matt, awesome. <clears throat> Thank you so much, man. We appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank you. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Biz Bros Podcast. Just type in Biz Bros anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hit the subscribe button. Go to our website, bizbros.io. Looking forward to having more guests and having you join us on the next Biz Bros Podcast.